Hello, hello, good people. Hello. It is time for Office Hours with JT. I am so excited for another week of Office Hours. And so, as you all know, I have a free Facebook group that is for aspiring and growing education consultants. And every week I release three questions that, or excuse me, I release about five questions and folks vote on the questions that they want me to answer for my next office hours. And so I answer the top three questions. So today's three questions that received the most votes in that group are how to establish myself as an expert. That's question number one. Question number two is how do I pivot from organically getting clients from referrals to attracting clients? And then question number three is what is the first step in launching my consulting business? So these are all great and exciting questions, and I'm excited to answer all of them now. So um, I'm going to start with the first question of how do you position yourself as an expert. So there are three ways that I would recommend that, or three strategies I'd recommend you think about when you are positioning yourself as an expert. So the first is visibility. And when I say visibility, meaning how are you strategically placing yourself or putting yourself out there for more folks to know who you are and about your work. And so social media is one of the easiest and most inexpensive ways to do that. And there's other opportunities. There's, you know, YouTube, there's podcasts, there's webinars, there's blogging, there's getting published. So there's tons of different strategies that you could use to increase your visibility. And you really want to think, you know, intentionally around those. Um, around, you know, over the next 30 days, set some goals around becoming more visible. And when you're visible, this is really around you strategically talking around your area of expertise. And so that would be the first strategy that I would name is being intentional around your visibility. The second strategy that I would name is thinking through how you're sharing with your audience your expertise. So what are the ways or strategies that you can share with your audience related to your particular area of expertise? So for example, one of the ways, and I would would highly recommend for you to think about free content. Now I say this with an asterisk because we don't give away like the the meat and potatoes of our work and our expertise for free. But a way of, of showing your expertise is being able to provide value for your audience and doing so in a way that's easily accessible. So what type of free content can you provide to your audience that is low lift? It's not, you know, the crux and bread and butter of your, your expertise, it, but it's more so around knowledge building. And so This could look like if you might share a template, a checklist, using IG Live, Facebook Live, 
but thinking through ways that you can share your expertise in an easily accessible way, i.e. free, that could be sharing articles around your area of expertise. It could be sharing tips on your social media. Thinking of a way that you, again, can, can create accessible content that will connect with your audience and meet them where they are, that they'll find a value. So even something like a Twitter gem is is super meaningful because it gives something for people to chew on and start to think through. So that's the second strategy. And the third strategy, I see I have some folks coming in and joining us. So feel free to introduce yourself, share where you're logging in from. Um, But the third strategy in terms of how to position yourself as an expert is sharing your results. So this is where, as educators, we might feel a little bit of that tension of how to, of sharing our results when, you know, we've been socialized that, uh, to, to this belief that we have to be humble, which I have some very clear thoughts around um, humble because not everybody can afford to be humble. There are some identities and marginalized communities that actually um, humility is is a a tool to help us to allow us to continue to play small. Um, and so that's a whole nother separate conversation. Um, but I'm I'm naming this third strategy of boldly sharing your results of like naming what are the great things that you've done in your area of expertise. And that could be, you know, if you're a teacher, it could be data points in terms of the impact you've created in your classroom. It could be articles you have written, interviews you've had. So this is really, you know, boldly stepping into what you have achieved and sharing that with your audience. So I would encourage you, you know, each of you, I think this is a good self-reflective opportunity around who do you, you know, uh, label as an expert and then kind of go and reflect on like what led you to that conclusion? Was it, well, how visible were they? What interactions did you have with them that led you to, to this assumption or this conclusion that they're an expert? I think that would be a really good kind of self-reflective opportunity just to also give you some, you know, concrete strategies that you can replicate in your own practice. Hey, Keys to College, it's great to have you. It's so good to have you from PG County. All right, so the second question is, how do I pivot from organically getting clients from referrals to attracting clients? And so when I'm I'm looking over or looking down, um, just know that I'm looking at my notes because I want to make sure that I'm hitting all my points I came up with. So the first piece, in order to pivot from organically getting clients from referrals to attracting clients, means that you need a marketing strategy. Now, that can sound super intimidating, can sound very intimidating, especially when you're just starting off in your business. But the reality is, is a marketing strategy is simply how do I make myself more visible? How do I get more people to see me? So that's a little bit of what we were just talking around is you have to think strategically around your visibility and sharing, you know, your resources and who you are and how you can help people. So I would I would encourage you to think about 
the ways in which you are visible. If you are launching your consulting business, I shared this a minute ago and I would name it again. In the next 30 days, what is your strategy to be more visible? So in the next 30 days, what's a strategy that you can flex? And if you're just starting out, it might just be maybe once a week to become more visible to you, to your audience. So this goal could sound like maybe you are posting at least one social media post a week around your business, or maybe you decide to do more posts. You might to set some, might decide to set some goals around going live and answering questions or just sharing around the topic. Um, and so really think critically around what can you commit to in terms of your visibility over the next 30 days? And I know it, it can feel very, very scary to be able to take up space, to be visible, to be able to allow yourself to be seen. And I named that people cannot leverage your business if they don't know about your business. So, so that's a little bit of, of the mindset work that comes along with being an entrepreneur. If you've got to, to learn to manage the discomfort that can come from being visible. So um, the the last thing that I, I wanted to name related to this question is just an interesting statistic is that only 2% of people buy the first time that they interact with a organization or a business. Only 2% of people buy the first time that they interact with a business. So what that means is the other 98% of us need multiple interactions with a business or an organization to build trust to, to move to the point where we decide that we want to give our financial resource in exchange for a service. So I named that for you to be thoughtful of as you are thinking around your marketing strategy, how are you developing multiple touch points for people to learn about you, to experience you, to know more about who you are? So if people don't have those opportunities, if they don't have those multiple touch points, then they're just not going to know. They're not going to be able to build trust with you. So I would encourage you to think about those multiple touch points. And again, the multiple touch points, you might decide to start off with social media, right? And so, so they don't have to be as complicated as you need to spend all these, all this money to, you know, create collateral or to create, you know, a website. Like that is one way, but that is not the only way. You can start with something that's low lift, that's free, i.e. social media. All right, so that's question number two. And um, question number three is the first step to launching your business. I love this question. I love this question so much. Um, so there are many, many different places where you can start. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is like mindset work, but that's a whole like deep, deep conversation. Um, but I think the first technical step in launching your consulting business is that you have to be really clear on the problem that your business is solving. So when I say you have to be clear, so I see a lot of people who are naming that they are DEI consultants or they, they're running a DEI business, which is great and amazing. And DEI means a lot of things to a lot of people. So when I say be specific with the problem that you are solving, 
you have to actually be able to to define for yourself and for your business what you mean by by that problem. So if it's DEI for you, what does it actually mean for you and your business? Is that DEI in schools? Is it DEIs in communities? Is it DEI focused on the leader? Like there's so many things that, and even when we say DEI, like, I mean, obviously there's in our world, there's so many misconceptions about that and under like so much knowledge building that needs to happen. So that's where you have to be really clear with how you personally define the problem, because how you define the problem is, is how you need to message it in your business of how you're communicating what your business does and what you're seeking to solve. So that's the first thing is you need to define the problem that you're solving, be specific with how you define the problem. And I, I'm using the DEI as, a, as an example because I think that's one that um, might resonate with folks. Um, but another example might be um, around, well, I develop teachers. Okay, <laughs> like, what does that mean? How are you defining the problem? What's the problem that exists that your solution then, you know, in response to that is to develop teachers, but what's the problem? And then the last thing that I would just name as you're thinking through this problem is, you know, I think some people get tripped up because, I mean, there's tons of problems in the education sector. So consider, you know, your own experience and expertise and what you're most uniquely positioned to be able to solve through your consulting business. And also what's going to fire you up, what you're passionate about, because, you know, if you're if it doesn't excite you, you probably don't want to structure a business around it. Um because you know you're you're not going to set your yourself up for success. So I would just think about about that piece too. So those are three questions of how to establish yourself as an expert, how to pivot from organically getting clients from referrals to attracting clients, and then the first step to launching your consulting business. So if you're watching this and this was helpful, then please drop a comment to let me know or what your thoughts or reactions. If you are not already in my Facebook group, my private Facebook community, um, I'm saying this to my IG folks because I'm on IG Live as well, uh, then just click the link in my bio and you can join. It's completely free and it's a community of support. And I encourage you to join my mailing list um, just to get more resources and, and support as you are launching and building your consulting business. So that's all for tonight, good people. And next Thursday, we'll have a new set of questions to vote on. And uh, the ones, the top three questions with the most votes will be what I'll answer the following week in JT Office Hours. So until next time, good people, talk to you soon.